0: What's been going on with you bees? What do you what's been happening in the past week for you, my man?
1: Um, I mean uh it's kind of a well not today. I think it is either yes yesterday or Wednesday, but it was a very sad day for the Dead by Daylight community
0: because oh, unfortunately
1: Oh, because unfortunately Stranger Things was redacted from
0: Star Oh B- yeah. I remember uh, Valentine telling me that was happening recently. Yeah. Uh, there's like no official cause
1: of why this happened, but uh, there's a lot of speculation. It's because Netflix is having their own gaming service launch whenever I think it's actually Uh, part of it's already out now. And, uh, obviously stranger things is a Netflix title or or pattern, whatever that's called.
0: I feel like I heard something about that at one point, but, yeah, what what's up with that Netflix gaming thing? I've uh only heard like little bits about that, but I've only heard a little bit as well. I think it's supposed to be just like kind of another hub
1: kind of like Steam, but huh. like that's on Netflix too, I'm pretty sure.
0: Huh, interesting. Oh
1: uh, yeah, we're excited or as of the 2nd of November, so pretty recently, uh they launched something uh on over uh, mobile games. So yeah, they have like release
0: now apparently something from mobile games huh interesting well be interesting to see what game streaming is something that i'm intrigued about it from like a technological standpoint because like the whole idea of being able to play a game but be able to run it on a machine that will have the specs to play like the best possible version without you having to like shell out for all the hardware yourself is intriguing yeah. to me. but I also definitely share people's concerns about like loss of ownership stuff that comes with that, right? Oh, exactly yeah, because yeah, I mean it it's takes even more of it like out of the hands of of people and stuff. but you know, it's I think it could be interesting still too as like an alternative choice. like I mean, I, I think both things could coexist because I mean, how like i feel like it'd be a way to kind of provide like a rental service and you know the the modern era with everything being digital distribution now right yeah. like it, you can't really do that as easily i mean there, there's ways you could but not ways many people are willing to but i feel like a, a marriage between like buying and owning this thing like you would any other game, and you know having a service like that where you can just you know like like um back when we had the playstation there was the uh the ps now service that uh, valentine and i had on there for a bit that would let you stream games and stuff like that off of it and try different ones and whatever for you know just paying for a bit for the service and it was kind of a neat way just to try out some different games and stuff so
1: yeah the the fact that like uh renting games like that's like a, something i haven't heard of since like Again, the early to like late two thousands, back yeah. when shops went like the source or like I uh, can't even think of other ones. Freaking did Blockbuster rent games?
0: Oh yeah, okay. uh, they definitely did. Because I when I they were <laughs> actually it's funny to think I've been living in this province for that long because I, I used to live in a few different provinces uh, before this one. But <clears throat> yeah, I was <clears throat> I was living here long enough ago that Blockbuster was still open. And I used to come up from where I was living back when I was younger and stuff when I first moved in so like in high school and stuff, and I'd walk up to the uh up to the blockbuster and stuff and rent some stuff like games and shit now and then,
1: so yeah, I'm just, yeah, again, like I said, renting games that's just a term I haven't heard since that so for, for so long, and <laughs> kind of the fact that like it's kind of going back to that is definitely like it's interesting. Because it's not like the same concept where you have to like walk to walk or drive to a store, uh, like walk in, get a hard copy of the game, walk out, and bring it back within two weeks time or whatever.
0: Yeah, well, that's just kind of it, right? Like that's kind of how I always looked at streaming services, but the, it's kind of shifted, right? Because streaming services, I guess, I used to always look at as like the replacement for rental back when it first started, but yeah it kind of changed, right? Because it, everything became about those. So it, it, it shifted from being the new, like way to rent and watch movies in a certain way. And to being like the new version of like the cable package that you have to like, which one's going to give you what shows and stuff like that. Right. Like, yeah. Just which streaming services do you subscribe to? Well,
1: um, but yeah, kind of going back to like the original point, uh, yeah, it's a sad day for the Dead by Daylight community because like Netflix, yeah, took back their uh copyright of uh Stranger Things.
0: Yeah. Which really
1: sucks because back in 2019, uh when the game it wasn't new at that point, but it was like newer. Uh that was like the one of the first major like uh big titles that a lot like I don't want to say not the first one, because, like, obviously they've had huge titles like Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger, other big name killers. But, like, this this was, like, the first one where they got from, like, not a studio, but, like, such a big company from Netflix. Because, like, when, at least I think this is how it went, when it comes to, like, getting the rights for, like, Freddy or Michael, it was probably, like, not as much as, like, a struggle or... I don't really know what i mean saying now, but
0: well, I I think it, what you mean though, right? Like they, they made that first big kind of splash with getting the stranger things license and having the Demogorgon and those characters. And then it kind of like opened the path to like showing how successful those kinds of like, you know, um, basically sponsorships in a way can, can be for like the other companies and stuff like that. And some of the other like owners of those IPs and, allowed them to kind of start building it out more from that, I guess. Yeah.
1: But, but, like, that was just such a huge, a massive title for the game to acquire back in the day. And the fact that it's just gone now just really sucks. Like, if you, if you bought uh, the characters before uh, now, before they took it off, like, you obviously still get to keep them. That's but good, the fact that, like, new players are now just forever locked out of that chapter of the game
0: uh-uh. that's pretty unfortunate it just it's good that they're able to still let them keep it even though they yeah because i mean they, they could go the route of just now we're taking it away from everybody and just fucking over players but it's good that they're able to do that and yeah. not i don't know face any repercussions from netflix or something but yeah, it's honestly though, it sounds kind of like what happened with Did you ever hear about the the Friday the 13th game kind of in a similar vein as DVD? Uh I,
1: it's kind of like uh the same shit show honestly, like because uh, Friday the 13th, I think the the rights for Jason Voorhees is like split mm-hmm. between multiple studios
0: and yeah. no
1: one could like find agreement or common ground, so development oh, yeah. as, in, entirely of the game just had to halt
0: yeah i was watching uh it was matt mcmuscles did a video on it for for his what happened series it was neat because and kind of wild because yeah it was it what it was was basically there was one guy who had created (laughs) some stuff for like the original um friday the 13th and had did like concept designs and and other things or or writing and stuff for it i think I, i forget exactly what it came down to that he did but basically, he had like claim over some aspects of the character from that. But there was also a lot of other aspects that were I think it was horror Inc is the company uh, that has the rest of the rights. Um, and yeah, yeah, basically, buddy just like because he basically went on this whole thing for that, it kind of like fucked up the whole like rights and everything. And it basically, they, they had the game released and they were doing pretty well with it. And a lot of fans, especially like fans of Friday the 13th in particular, were pretty happy with it. But, because like, it, I was surprised to learn it's actually the first game featuring Jason Voorhees since the NES. Oh, really? That's... Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Because the, the rights were so like weirdly held with it. Like there hasn't been anything new since like the mid-2000s, I think. Whenever that last like, friday the 13th reboot that they tried to do like yeah there, there's been very little for the character in many many years surprisingly wow. for how iconic it is but i think it's because of a lot of this legal bs but yeah they they had the they had a good audience and they had the game in a decent place from what i hear but yeah they basically just got fucked over by all this legal bullshit and they couldn't develop any new content or do anything with it and it just it's kind of got stuck and it sucks
1: yeah, it, it really sucks as well because like I actually played the game and I could definitely see like the appeal of it. Uh, I was really into like De- I think Dead by Daylight is just personally better, even if it was still uh, being allowed to develop. That's just my opinion. Uh, but yeah, it really sucks because since uh, the Friday the Thirteenth game kind well kind of exists by itself, uh, Dead by Daylight could m- most likely never acquire that character as a killer in the game because, yeah, the rights are so messed up. He already has his own game.
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely weird. um It's kind of unfortunate. Like, I, I get why... I don't know, it's something I'm divided on because in some ways, like, yeah, artistic rights are important, but it also kind of sucks when, like, that kind of legal mire just kind of, like... I don't know, prevents any cool new shit from being created from those ideas. Because, like, for me, I guess, like, art is always, like, the culmination of, like, other ideas being reinterpreted through the lens of, like, the cre- like this other artist, basically. So, like, I don't know, I I, I always kind of hate the idea of, like, not allowing people to do something with an existing idea because how they perceive it and create something new out of it could be very unique and interesting because it's their take on it, right? But yeah, it's I don't know. I,
1: I can understand like um, if you see your, your your character like in a way that your you think your character would never like be portrayed. So like for example, if you see like Jason Voorheed, I don't know, in Fortnite like flossing, I could see that as like okay, I do, oh, yeah. like the oh, right well, uh, <laughs> people who own the rights to that is like yeah, I don't want that.
0: Well, yeah, oh. but I mean that's soulless corporate garbage. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> but like
1: it kind of to me it kind of <laughs> sounds like I can't remember the dude's name, but Buddy is like on a high horse and just won't get off.
0: Yeah, stop
1: making a perfectly good game suffer.
0: It is unfortunate, um, not to turn us too brutally into this, but it's also unfortunate in realizing that. Uh, We've let this intro run on for so long, Uh, we're already like uh, about 13 minutes into recording at this point, we haven't introduced the episode, so uh, this is episode 46 of Balcony Banter, I'm your boy, no, fuck me!
1: no it's
0: 47 i fucking did it again god fucking damn it
1: okay i was
0: looking at the list of chats in the discord because i have them all titled with the episode number when we do these over discord and the last one that i saw that i thought was the last one was 45 and as i fucking read it i looked up and i saw the one for 46 and i was like god fucking damn it i did it again (laughs) episode 47 of balcony banter it's big b and i'm b and we're here tonight talking about maybe talking about a lot of multi asymmetrical multiplayer games
1: yeah uh, uh, apparently uh,
0: i've been well, told well s- s- oh wait where, did you have a thing because i had a oh thing. Well, i was gonna i have a thing what what, what was your thing
1: uh, well, if we are talking about these asymmetrical type games. Uh, well, I've heard of two new uh, titles coming out, but one of them I'm actually kind of excited for, is like a Dragon Ball Z <laughs> kind
0: of daylight thing. That was the one I was going to talk about, Dragon Ball Breakers. Oh that, my god, that I, dope! Actually, it honestly kind of does. Some of okay, so some people in from what I saw on Twitter, whatever, before I watched the trailer, they were like shitting on the gameplay and stuff and saying it looks like a PS2 game or something. I'm like. You guys don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You guys are probably just yeah. fucking idiots. I watched it, and I'll give them the gameplay. I don't know. Something about it does feel a little bit dated from what they showed and in, in well, some of the visual aspects. What some I of th- it looked a little a little jank, but you know what? I feel like it could be a very fun kind of jank.
1: What I think kind of people were expecting is, oh, it's another Dragon Ball Z game. It's obviously going to be a fighting game. But when I like, love
0: that it's not. I, I know. Love I
1: love that. that it's not. Uh like freaking one of the uh better Dragon Ball Z fighting games was released recently, which is like all the rage now. And I feel like people were trying to like compare it to that. But like no, it's not a fighting game. It's you are trying to survive Cell. Oh like, man, yeah. Okay, let me
0: players. let me describe for the listeners this kid, okay, this is the premise of this game. So the idea is you are playing not as any of the big strong heroes. You're not Goku, you're not fucking Krillin, you're not fucking Tien or or Piccolo, whoever the fuck, or Vegeta, you are (laughs) you're playing as like some of the weaker characters in the show, like you know, you're playing as Bulma or you're playing as Oolong the little fucking shape-shifting pig, and you are in a group fighting against and trying to survive as be said, sell, as he's literally working his way through his different forms to, like, try and fuck you up, and you guys are just trying to do everything you can to, like, withstand him, and man, like, they showed some cool stuff, I loved all the transforming shit you can do with Oolong, particularly, I like his his character is one I always kind of got a fun kick out of in the show, and I like his, uh, I like how they represent his abilities in this.
1: Well, uh, one thing I saw that, like, uh, made me kind of that stuck out to me is like the characters can have get weapons and like i yeah. don't i don't think i'm not sure if they could kill cell but like they could definitely at least slow him down for them to get away which is really cool to me
0: yeah well it's gonna be definitely uh interesting to see how it plays out because yeah it looks like from the looks of it he can get up to like perfect cell oh, yeah. <laughs> and- I, like at the end they show him like just annihilating shit and it looks uh, it looks pretty bonkers but it does look pretty cool it looks like it could be a lot of fun I, I what I really appreciate and what I hope they do is they add more characters and I like to see them focus on like uh, m- more of the like underpowered like characters from the series and give them more of a t- time like more of a chance to shine basically right like this would be a great one to like bring launch in right. Put her in it. She's would be a fucking great choice for this. Uh, like, I don't know. Like I, uh, they seem to have like this one dude in there who was like some, I don't know, like OC rando that they created for this, which I guess that's fine. But I, I there's other characters they could focus on. And I, I want to see them. I don't yeah. know. Give, give some, them kind of a chance at it. Right. Like there's, there's definitely others you could bring in.
1: Well, I kind of feel like since, um, since like Goku, Vegeta, like the powerhouses aren't the main star of the show, they need to kind of put recognizable as recognizable names as they can up there. So like Bulma, uh Chi Chi, I think, maybe,
0: uh, the pig. Chi Chi could work, yeah. Oolong. Oolong for sure. Well, Bulma and Oolong we know are there, but Yeah. Um and I'm trying to think who else. Well, there's um oh I'm forgetting his fucking name, but the, the chubby the chubby guy. Oh, that's not
1: I'm thinking of the guy uh, who like is trying to like pretend he's like not super saiyan, but like he's all powerful, but he he can't. But his dog. Oh,
0: Mister like, Satan! Like, Mister Satan would be a That's great it. choice for this. He'd, Are you kidding me? Oh yeah, that'd be great. That would he would be incredible for this. Um yeah there's there's definitely others, especially if you really start to dig into like the back catalog of, of some stuff you could probably find some people. tau Pi Pi would be another one I think you could maybe do, but uh, I don't know that that one I feel like could get a little bit weird to try to integrate into something like this. but
1: I, I yeah like I am very excited for this game. I have ha- always had a soft spot for Dragon Ball fighting games oh, not fighting games for Dragon Ball Z games. Uh, I love the Budokai franchise when I was a kid.
0: Oh, yeah,
1: it's just, it's just an awesome show and they make some good games.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Especially an uh, asymmetrical one, like that's kind of like the same premise as Dead by Daylight, like your survivors are trying to survive the main dude. Like, I just love that premise.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm interested to see how it'll be. But yeah, I mean, we have a bit, I think, before it comes out and I mean, we'll have to see how it is once we actually get our hands on it, but it, it's, I don't know, I, I think the premise is promising. I feel like it'd be a fun thing to to get on with some friends in play, for sure.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Having one guy
0: sell the rest as whoever. <laughs> Man, that would be dope. Be dope, too, actually. We are talking about adding in other, like, underpowered characters, but you could also add in, like, other villain characters and stuff, too, eventually, probably, as well, right? Oh,
1: yeah, like, you could add, like, maybe Frieza or... oh
0: yeah well those are definitely some obvious choices for sure there's i'm sure there's plenty of of characters you could really go for for that honestly but oh yeah to run
1: from the ginyu force
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay but it's asymmetrical so how do you have one guy play the entire ginyu force well i mean it could maybe the ginyu force could be the survivors and it's like
1: Maybe an alternate timeline where like, they betrayed Vegeta. Not Vegeta, Frieza. <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, Honestly, Vegeta could work too, realistically. um, You said there was another game though. What was the other one that came out? Or oh. is coming out?
1: Oh, I was hoping you wouldn't ask about that one because I couldn't remember the title.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, you're the one you said you had too, so I, was, I had to ask. Well oh, I had well there were two games, I only knew about one of them. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what it is. Uh one thing that I have been wanting to try though, um I wanted to try like the new battlefield, uh, personally, but I heard that it was hot garbage. <laughs> really? Well, at least the beta. Like I heard like absolutely nothing but negative things when the open beta was like out. Oof,
0: that's uh I don't know. I feel like that's the word I hear a lot of the days now when like COD or Battlefield has like a new thing. It's just like it's either eh or it's like hot garbage.
1: I don't know if it's like just um, since like obviously more people uh, have the internet than like the early days. Like I'm thinking of early CODs like World at War, Modern Warfare 2, OG Black Ops. Like, a lot more people, like, have the internet now, so I feel like more people are just kind of vocal. So, like, I think there is just a lot more vocal hate for these games. But, like, at the same time, it also could just be, like, people are, like, hard locked, still hard uh, set on, like, Modern Warfare 2 being the best COD ever, or Battlefield 3 being the best one of the series. So they just instantly, like, oh, it's it doesn't it doesn't feel like that game, so I just instantly hate it.
0: I mean, I'm sure there's a certain something to be said to that. I I wouldn't disagree with you necessarily in terms of like how the fans are like sort of behaving about it. But at the same time, you know, it's also like I don't count out the possibility, I guess, that the games are just. Not as good as they used to be in terms of like they're not being made as well because there's oh, definitely, that, a lot that
1: there. is definitely a factor as well. There's definitely like just not as much love being poured into games nowadays.
0: Yeah, I think that's a, a pretty that big a, case. That is a good factor to put in, yeah. Because I mean, there's the whole Anthem fiasco and the Avengers fiasco and the Cyber 2077 fiasco and Mass Effect Andromeda. I, yeah, you, you can just keep going all day. <laughs> Literally, uh, like
1: the new, yeah, that is a, a huge factor. Yeah, it's not no love because there have been more flops recently in recent years than like the past, like maybe 20 years put together. Because, like, not even flops is like, oh, this game was like kind of bad. No, this game was just trash. Like Andromeda, Anthem, Avengers.
0: Like yeah. that's
1: three off the top of my head right there.
0: Yeah, and all f- fairly recent. Like it's uh yeah, I don't know. It, the indie scene's been doing a lot better Indies, and they've been kind of indie scene, yeah, that's they've been bumping. They've been they've been doing good. They had some big releases like Eastward and stuff recently. Like I don't know, that that scene has really been kind of picking up the slack, I think in a lot of ways. I feel like it's just because like, there are so many, like, the AAA
1: titles are just getting worse and worse that, like, people are now realizing, oh, wow, this, this game is literally just better than this one. And yeah, also- well,
0: it, it's getting easier and easier for people to make games, and it's, like, yeah. basically, like, people just, you know, catering to a market that's being underserved by the big AAA, you know, publishers and stuff. It's it'll be interesting to see like five, 10 years from now, like what the industry is looking like in terms of that. Cause I, I feel especially too, with all the, um I don't know, all the, all the me news and stuff the last while with all the controversies with like Ubisoft and Activision Blizzard and everything too. Right. Like yeah, how toxic those companies are kind of being shown to be, especially Activision Blizzard, like Bobby Kotick, like he's <laughs> been getting fucking raked lately over the, Coles for everything because he's been like enabling it and even in some ways like allegations of abuse that he was like you know basically the perpetrator in as well like it's it's bad oh really <laughs> it's it's real bad that guy needs to fuck off but <laughs> i mean it's probably not gonna happen because i mean what does he carry? he's absolutely like Oh, yeah, he's impossibly started. rich he has like so much money it's he, stupid yeah he just like j- yeah does not give a fuck
1: anymore like he literally just quit his job like go undercover and just live the rest of his life
0: oh yeah he, he absolutely could <laughs> but if he does then he won't make like obscene yeah. amounts of money all the time but then again he could just get hired on somewhere else because no one really gives a fuck oh man you know what I'm going to stop talking about this because that's too negative for me today. (laughs) I'm going to, I don't really have a lot to say about it because I haven't watched anything, but I did just want to point out to you though, that, uh, you remember that Netflix documentary Tiger King? Oh yeah. You remember that
1: shit? I never saw it, but like, I, I, yeah, I definitely remember it.
0: You didn't watch it? No, I never did. I guess, well, I, I suppose I'm not one to say that. I'm not usually in on, like, the hot cultural stuff, but Valentine and I watched that when it came out because it, <laughs> it sounded pretty wild, and a lot of people were talking about it, so I was like, I'm kind of curious. We started watching it. We're like, yeah, this is batshit insane. Of course <laughs> we're going to watch through this. Uh, I got a notification on my phone from the Netflix app today <laughs> when took a look, and uh, yeah, there's a new season for that out today.
1: <laughs> really?
0: Yeah, a brand new season. Wait, I
1: thought. Wait, I thought the documentary like actually led to like people getting like arrested
0: and stuff, and like. Well, no, the documentary didn't lead to that. It it was basically it. The whole thing is, yeah, I don't remember all the details now, but it basically had to do with oh my fuck where are we really gonna who were here so long after this is like left like the the there was like a period right when things are like in this pool of like cultural relevancy (laughs) in terms of like the broader like society and, and societal conversation i guess in terms of, like, you know, that that hip thing that everybody's talking about at that moment, right? Like, it's Squid Game right now, but it was, you know, some other show a few months ago and something else before that, right? There there was a period where Tiger King was that, and we are, like, eons away from that at this point as far as, like, how fast that sort of, like, social conversation changes these days.
1: That I I don't
0: know. It kind of fucks me up that I'm here talking about Tiger King now and, like... Fucking just dis- like November 2021. I feel like it's too long ago.
1: Well, Tiger King was first uh, it first aired March of 2020. So yeah, like a month or a month, a a year and like what? How many months ago?
0: Yeah, it's a while. It was like
1: the hype, the the hot thing.
0: Honestly, closer to two years at this point than not. So see,
1: in terms of like TV shows being released, that's not that bad. But with like, uh, with like, uh, culture, like hot culture, like meme culture, like, uh, trendy shouldn't, stuff. Shouldn't uh, yeah. Shit, like, yeah, in terms of like hot trends, like that is a long time ago. Yeah, it really is. Trends just come and go like every day. No, it's every true? few weeks.
0: Well, it's like you were talking about earlier with like the internet and stuff and how many people are online now, right? Like, you know, th- that's, a big part of why, right. Is everybody's on talking about it. Everybody's like hyper aware and focused on that stuff and making sure to post it and talk about it and be in. The oh loop. yeah. And it just becomes this huge like feedback loop where something comes out and it gets everybody's attention. Everybody's talking and posting about it. And because we're always talking and posting about it, everyone else is starting to talk and post about it. Cause they want to be on top of the conversation and be on the bandwagon and get the clicks and follows. And, you know, just, you know, get as much attention in some cases as they can out of the situation. And then it moves on to the next thing. And it's, yeah. So that being said, and, and now that we've really driven home, how irrelevant this is at this point, I'm going to tell you about what, why it was that Joe was in jail. (laughs) Cause it wasn't about the documentary itself. Okay. Basically the idea was they started filming and then delving into I think checking him out out of curiosity, but as I started to dig more into like this world of like tiger owners, it's this weird, really weird, but really creepy and strange kind of like, it's some seedy shit at points. Like there's, there's some fucked shit that happens in that, honestly, especially, um, and like, that's the one thing that I never understood with the takeaway from the show that a lot of people had, which was like, oh, man, Joe Exotic's cool. Yeah, free Joe Exotic and stuff. And I'm like, no, you guys are fucking stupid. The takeaway from the show is not how cool Joe Exotic was. It's that all of these people are fucking crazy, terrible lunatics. <laughs> like they're fucking batshit insane. Because you have basically the a documentary focuses mainly on Joe and he's basically this like really eccentric dude who started trying to like run his own zoo kind of thing. Uh, but it's, it's pretty sketch the further into the show that it gets. <laughs> and he's doing, getting into some pretty sketch stuff and he, he's really, he gets like a really big head about being famous and stuff. And this other woman, Carol Baskin, who runs this like, tries to be kind of like a preserve for like tigers who are in like other like big cats that were like uh you know owned by people like joe exotic and other people who are like you know trying to keep tigers and shit as pets basically and other things and trying to give them like a proper home but she's pretty off her fucking nut too and there there's some shit with like the death of her first husband that they get into that was like something Joe always talked about in terms of, like, claiming that she killed his husband. And there's, you know, not terribly... I don't know, like, I didn't say I necessarily believe that she actually killed her husband, like a lot of people try to claim, but she's definitely a huge fucking cunt. <laughs> <laughs> like, she, she's pretty bad. Like, they get into some shit that she, she... They know for a fact she did, and it's pretty gross stuff. Like, just, just really, like petty bullshit like financial things and fucking over family members if I remember correctly and other stuff but Joe also did some fucked up shit too because they they get into like I won't get too into the details but yeah just some fucked shit with like you know his relationships and people he had been with and stuff and uh, and some other shit but it, what it basically comes down to is like, he had this like web show where he was on like, it was like a YouTube thing or something where he, he would get on, he'd be bitching and complaining about a bunch of different stuff. But in particular, he'd be like going off about Carol Baskin and talking about, he wanted to murder her and all this other shit. And like get, some of the shit they showed, like it gets pretty dark. Like he he says some pretty fucked things. Um, but it, it basically revolves around like it's, it's, the the documentary kind of suggests there's a little bit of, like, not really quite sure how true it was, but it seemed to be true enough that he got convicted anyways and put in jail for basically trying to hire someone to kill Carol Baskin, because she was trying to, like, get all his shit shut down and everything, and, like, basically trying to get him put into jail, more or less. Um... And yeah, that's that's more or less what it ended up coming down to. So I'm interested to see where the show picks up because, I mean, he was already in jail by the time it had come out and had been for a bit, but yeah. he's uh, still in jail from as far <laughs> as I know. So I don't know what's what's happening, but uh, I'm interested to see what the continuation is, I guess. That kind of reminds me a little bit of, um, I
1: think, this is the right uh, documentary, Capturing the Freedmans. How, like, I, how, how like, works. um, you do or don't? I don't. Um, well, apparently, I, I, I hope I'm, I really hope I'm correct with this. Uh, but like, it started off as like something else, but then as a document, as the guy filming the documentary, like, was filming it, he kind of, uh, learned that, like, uh, this someone in the Freeman family, uh, was the son and brother of two men who had been convicted of the ch- uh, child sexual abuse in a high profile. 1980s criminal trial. Huh. So it's just kind of becomes like this documentary about like from it goes from like children's birthday party entertainers to like this family that has like multiple convictions in their name. Huh. Interesting. Pretty messed up shit like this.
0: Damn. That's uh Again. I
1: really hope I'm right with that because I, I could be wrong, but I know there was a documentary like that that was like, oh, it started off this way, but it kind of led into something else.
0: That's interesting. Well, I would definitely tell you, bees. I would really recommend checking out the first season of Tiger King. Actually, is it's one of those things where, as hyped as it was, it was actually a pretty interesting watch, Um and that's part of why I'm interested to check it out. Like it, it, it feels like you're watching like the batshit antics of like. It feels like some trailer park boys shit almost sometimes. (laughs) Like, but but like real in a way. Like it, it's it's honestly like some of it's funny, but some of it's also not funny because like where it would be funny in trailer park boys for just how yeah because you knew was scripted. Yeah, you knew it was scripted. You knew it wasn't real, and it was just kind of being over the top for sake of being over the top. But this is just like, oh, this is like like, (laughs) more or less real life. This is like kind of low-key sad in some ways. Uh, the And there's definitely one event within the whole thing that I, I will say is, like, watching it was pretty rough, and I feel like if I were to rewatch that season, it would be a rough point to go back and watch again because it was uh, probably one of the the darkest points throughout the whole show. And one of the things I think was most damning against Joe Exotic that I, again, as part of why I cannot understand why people came out of this thinking that he was, like, a cool dude i get some people are just like rebellious and they they he, he kind of has that vibe about him sometimes but i don't really see it as that he's just a dude who's super fucking narcissistic and um kind of pretty shitty
1: well it's kind of like uh part rebellious part like it's for the meme so like they're just gonna keep doing it because oh, that's
0: definitely it yeah
1: because it's kind, kind of reminds you of like uh this meme I wanna say from like twenty fifteen or a few a long a while ago. It was like, for uh,
0: no, <laughs> no. Well there's that. uh but another you, one you, was, would you whip it out for the ape bees, I don't know. <laughs> nah. Damn. I um, can't left our boy hanging. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Go on.
1: Uh but yeah, what I was gonna say was uh there was like this convict. Uh I can't remember what he did, but he was obviously con- a convicted
0: criminal, but he was really hot. So the internet was like, oh, free him purely. Because oh, he was hot. yeah, that fucking I know what you're talking about. Um, Shit. Oh, I can't think of the guy's name. Um, I know what you're talking about, though. Oh, fuck. That's really bothering me. Who was that? Jeremy Meeks, I think. What? Jeremy Meeks. Who? I, I think we're thinking of different people. Who is Jeremy Meeks? Uh,
1: according to
0: uh,
1: a Google search of uh, "hot convict" meme, <laughs> that is the that's the person
0: apparently. Huh. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> well, wow, He he straight up became a model after that. That's literally. Kind of, well, I mean, are, hey, you know what? Like Good I'm for not. Him, I guess. Yeah, like, I'm not saying criminals don't deserve a
1: second chance or whatever, but, like, the fact that, like, a convicted criminal is now a model for who knows what, purely purely because of the internet, is that's just ludicrous to me.
0: You know what? In a way, though, it's good for him, I suppose. Like, I mean, he was a member of the Crips and stuff, and I guess got arrested. I mean, I don't know what he did, but... I mean, you know what? Let's, I would rather see someone, you know, reform and get out of that life. Oh and... yeah, I'm, again, I'm nothing against convicts turning their lives around. But
1: I, again, just the the fact that the internet can do the stupid thing. Oh. So like the another example, the fucking yodel kid in Walmart. <laughs> okay, I He has I... recu- he has songs written by big name artists. Do you know why? Because he right. yodeled in a Walmart. And you know what? what he he
0: did a good job. Like I yeah, like there is fucking ludicrous I, to me. I remember there was uh, when Old Town Road was the big song. They did a remix uh, that he was on actually. His, oh my his verse. Fuck, I pretty, didn't even know that. Yeah, it was pretty dope actually. It was fucking. I don't know. There was something about that that made me laugh really hard when I heard it. Um, no, I was thinking about there was um. Oh, I forget what his fucking name was. Are, you, t-
1: are you thinking of a hot target guy, Alex? No no, a- no, no,
0: no, no, no. Because you started on the whole criminal thing. Oh. And it got me thinking about um, there was basically a movie that was coming out. And it was like on Netflix, but it was. Um, It was supposed to be like kind of like a biopic thing into this like serial killer and like his trial and stuff like that. But part of the whole thing was there was like a big debate around like how hot and charismatic they were making him seem in the movie versus real life. But in real life, he honestly kind of was too. And some people kind of think that it's important to preserve that because of, uh, You know, the fact that that played into the, you know, how people were so trusting of him when he, like, was preying on victims. Yes, Ted Bundy, thank you. So, fuck, yes. Ted fucking Bundy, yeah. And, but there was also, like, a a weird contingent of, like, women who were, like, oh, Ted Bundy's so hot. It was like, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You guys are fawning over a dude who, like, it was a sick individual. yeah well like not even just that like i think he like raped and killed them and did like fucked up shit yeah like no he's the fucked man like oh man he's so hot what the (laughs) fuck cannot believe that shit oh my god joe exotic i can at least get why people would have that thought like i I can see why people would would think that way yeah like i can at least kind of like Again, I don't understand it because I, from who I am, but I know I, I, I can put myself into the shoes of other people who have different mindsets, not necessarily mindsets that I would agree <laughs> with, but I, I can at least kind of like you put it myself, it a point of view. I can put myself, yeah, I can put myself into a point of view where I can at least see the rationale. I can see a line of logic, flawed logic maybe, but I can see it. The fucking Ted Bundy shit. I can't understand that shit's too beyond. Yeah, that's me. that's a little ludicrous. Oh god, I cannot with that. Um, man, I don't know. There's what else is new? I've been watching. You been watching any new shows? I've been watching some some different stuff lately. Uh not new shows. Like I'm just.
1: I'm still watching uh, Mash all the way through. It's a it was a huge show. Like it's got eleven seasons, so it's, take, it's taken me match? a while.
0: How deep are you?
1: Uh, I'm in season seven right now. Okay, so like, I I'm pretty deep in. I, I'm still loving the show because you're you you past halfway. You're in there.
0: You're, oh, you're yeah. making your.
1: I find it hard for me to like have multiple shows to watch at the same time. I don't necessarily binge shows, but like when I have a show I want to watch, like I just kind of want to keep going with that show.
0: No, that's fair. I mean, like, again, not necessarily binge it. Yeah, well, like when I've been working through like my Tokusatsu stuff, like I'll switch between a few different shows. Well, it's not usually like too many. Or if I'm starting to watch one, I might watch one for a bit and then switch to another one for a bit. But yeah, oh, yeah. no, I. I
1: yeah. But, like, yeah, when I was watching shows like How I Met Your Mother, Community, uh, Parks and Rec, uh, yeah, shows like that. Like, I didn't go from one episode of that to another episode of Community to an episode of Parks and Rec. Like, no, I I watched Parks and Rec all the way through, then Community, then How I Met Your Mother, then, yeah, I don't know. That's just how I like to consume my media.
0: No, I mean, that's totally understandable. I mean, it's it's however you, you most enjoy doing it. I find a lot of people can be kind of different in their habits with that, but I have a really bad habit of I'll start watching through a show and then I'll get like a decent leg in and then I'll just, well, not return to it for a long time. Oh, really? And I, I, I hate that. I need to start like finishing shit more, but I do want to try and finish what I've started with this one, though it might take me a little bit, but I've uh, actually at, at some... Some nudging from Fly. Uh I've actually started checking out some Star Trek recently.
1: Okay, like older stuff, uh next generations or
0: I well I might try to start watching some TNG here soon, but I, I've started on Deep Six Nine actually. Oh, okay. Just because that one seemed interesting. I, I had a, a buddy of mine back in college that had tried to show me some shows like that. Another one I might actually try and check out is Farscape as well, which Actually, I gotta double-check Farscape as I talk about this, but um, yeah, he had shown me some stuff from Deep Six, or Deep Six, Deep Space Nine, sorry. (laughs) Uh, And it seemed like an interesting kind of show because unlike the other Star Trek shows, which are usually like, they're on whatever, you know, uh, Federation, Starfleet ship flying around, you know, different planets and meeting different aliens and doing stuff, this one like takes place on like on this space station called the deep six, not or deep space. She like, said, we want to fucking say deep six deep space nine. And, uh, it basically follows like the Starfleet commander who's like running it. Benjamin Cisco and all these other like aliens and people and stuff. They're living on the ship and it's got a, it's got an interesting cast and it's a cool feel. It's, I don't know. There's something neat about it being on like a big space station where there's all these different people coming and going and stuff. And it has like a neat vibe to it like you're kind of in this stationary place, but there's so much else kind of going on in the world around it. It's, it's interesting. Okay. But, Uh, um, you're, you're liking it or. Yeah, I would say so. I'm quite getting into it. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, Farscape. I mentioned that one briefly. Part of why I want to check that one out, I had to look it up because I wanted to confirm because I, I had thought this was the case recently from what remembering it, but I couldn't quite remember how true it was. But I want to double check, and it is true. Um, Farscape was actually uh, helped produced by the Jim Henson Company. Because um, Farscape, I don't know if... They, did you ever heard of that show, uh, Bees? Farscape? No, I don't think I've ever heard of it. It was, uh, like, late 90s, like, 99 uh, series that was kind of in a similar vein of stuff, like Star Trek and other, like, sci-fi shows of the time. Like, uh, I want to say Red Dwarf. I feel like that might be a little older than that, but uh, uh, I'm trying to think of some other ones. At any rate, that, that kind of idea um, of show, like, that sort of, like, late 90s, like, sci-fi thing where, you know, they're on some ship and they're traveling around doing stuff in space and aliens and stuff and uh whatnot. But yeah, the Jim Henson company was involved and they did some really interesting like suit designs and other things for it. Uh that give it like some interesting flavor and and uh design that's a little bit different from some of the other ones from what I remember. And like some interesting concepts too. Like their their ship in that one is like a living ship. Like it has like its own like mind and everything. Like I, I'm pretty sure it's like partly like bioorganic and stuff. It's pretty cool.
1: Okay it does sound pretty interesting
0: yeah it uh it seems it seems pretty neat it's one I, i'd always meant to kind of return to and check out more so i might have to do that here soon too but it's yeah it i don't know watching star trek and like if if it's in that same nice sort of area too of like um that, the same reason i like some of the tokusatsu stuff is just it's something fun that you can sit back and enjoy that's Uh, nice and engaging i I would say star trek is definitely like (laughs) deep space nine is already like so much better (laughs) written than some of the stuff i've been watching lately for some of the toku stuff but it it still can be kind of cheesy sometimes too in in a good way though but it's it's nice just you know you smoke a little bit sit back and just lose yourself in the in the space (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) yeah No, it's uh it's a good time. I definitely recommend. If you've never watched it, we should watch some next time you're over.
1: Oh yeah. I'd be down for that.
0: But you'd usually, usually you just show me Ultraman. Usually, but <laughs> this time we can do some Star Trek. Div- different kind of nerdy. Still very nerdy, but
1: <laughs> different kind different. of uh, oh what's it called? Th- <laughs> uh intergalactic like Oh, fuck. What's a sci-fi different form of like sci-fi show.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, I got to say, though, at this point. I think we ought to go to our recommendation corner, my man. Yeah, we we could head on over to there. What do you got this week? Um, I guess
1: I guess I'll go first. Uh, Lately, I have stumbled upon a, I get yeah, informational uh, or educational slash like informative uh, YouTube channel. Uh, it's well, it's run by one person. His name is uh, Tom Scott. Huh. Uh, he just kind of does like different things, uh, or highlights different like kind of uh, aspects like of our world. So like, uh, he has like lots of videos on his YouTube channel where it's like the world's only float through McDonald's. It's like, oh, that that's that's pretty interesting. Like instead of a drive through, it's a float through. Uh, oh, okay, interesting. Uh, yeah, it's just like he just shows off like kind of different. Yeah, again, different aspects. So like, he visited like uh, a major drawbridge one time. And, like showed his viewers like, oh, this is literally how it works, or like. The, uh, the UK's last aerial ropeway he uses no power just like different cool like tidbits from around the world huh. that which, is kind of neat I I which I quite enjoy um I've said this before like but I like someone on YouTube or really anyone who's was like very well spoken and like they're obviously like he's informed uh, very knowledgeable of what he's talking about but just like the way he writes the scripts and can like deliver them I, I quite enjoy.
0: Would you say it's got, like, kind of a comedic edge to it? Or, like, well, what is it about the writing that you like, I suppose?
1: Um There are... He does kind of throw in, like, a comedic thing every now and then. Uh, but it's just kind of, like, how, how like, informative it is. And also, like, how, just how unique it is. Because, um, like, again, uh, another one is, like, I took the world's shortest flight. It was underwhelming. It's like, oh, I didn't even know, like something like the world's shortest flight even existed like that's just uh, kind of like something interesting
0: that does sound kind of neat it sounds like something you could definitely kind of get lost in like a like a wikipedia well
1: <laughs> oh yeah exactly yeah that's yeah it's just something you can get lost in
0: but more with uh it it's kind of the same sort of reason i like uh like nature documentaries with um wow i can't think of this fucker i oh, mean i'm having a really hard time remembering people's names today <laughs> You know the guy, the BBC guy who does the all the animal documentaries.
1: Oh, I know who you mean. What's his name it's though? These like, uh, the guy who does like Blue Planet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't. I don't know his name.
0: Uh, God <sighs> bother the fucking hell out of me! David. Ant- David Attenborough. Attenborough. David Attenborough. Attenborough you got it. As soon as you said, David, I fucking knew. <laughs> Fuck me. Wow. I've had a really hard time with fucking today. It's been a long fucking day, but yeah, I like, wrote a lot of code,
1: <laughs> but like, that's a, that's a perfectly, uh, good, like example of like, yeah, Dave, Dave Attenborough. Uh, he, uh, he narrates her like docu- nature documentaries, like blue planet, uh, for a lot of other stuff. And just, yeah, the way he speaks delivers his lines. I just love <laughs>
0: I, there was a part of me that wanted to try to do an Attenborough impression, but I thought better of it because I feel <laughs> like I'm not gonna my mind's like, yeah, I can totally do that. And I thought about it for like a second more. I'm like, no, that's not gonna work, buddy. We both know that's <laughs> not gonna happen how you want it to. Um <laughs> I just don't think I could mimic the voice that well. Yeah, Uh, I I don't like it either. Certain aspects of it, I feel like I'd have a hard time with right now. At least right now in this moment. But right now in this moment, I'm going to recommend... I'm going to make my recommendation. And if it's... Listen, it's going to sound like a really big cop-out because it is going to be Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Oh, wow. But (laughs) I'm recommending it because I thought about it as we stepped into this bit. uh, and And as I have unfortunately had the bad habit of just being too busy in my life to really have a whole lot to talk about, uh, and new stuff that I've been checking out. The, the newest thing that I've most been excited about and that I think I would most want to recommend right now would be Star Trek. Cause I don't know. It's, it's really good. And I feel like some people like they write it off as being this, like, Oh, it's why it's super like old nerdy show. But like, I don't know, man, I've been really enjoying it. There's a chill vibe to it in a certain way, but it gets really interesting and there's a like, I know people talk a lot about like how well it blends like sci-fi and philosophy and stuff, but I don't know the, the first ep, like the pilot. Well, I don't know. It was like a two parter that I think they like combined into one episode on Netflix is like just a long, like hour and a half long, like intro to the show. It's uh it was really neat. And it really delved into kind of like some interesting philosophical stuff. Cause like the, the whole thing culminates with like, Cisco, the the main commander guy, like in this like alternate space, talking to these like incorporeal entities that are like outside of time and space, like trying to explain to them what the concept of linear time is. but also using that as a really cool like a way to set up and basically kind of show that like him basically explaining what linear time is and how important that is to the human experience and then basically using that to like highlight how he is like still like stuck on like dealing with the traumatic death of his wife uh which was like kind of something they introduced at like the very start of the episode and like it's really interesting how they use that in that scene to kind of uh and, and how the whole scene is shot through like these different entities like speaking through like the bodies of other people that he's like experiencing in memories and basically like jumping between different memories of his it's it was really interesting and unique sequence but i also just really like the whole setting of like i said earlier of the this this big space station and all these different characters that are sort of living amongst each other and you know they're they're you know, kind of getting along, but there's a lot of differing viewpoints and stuff, like I don't know, if you're into something like Mass Effect, or you're into like, you know, just other sci-fi stuff in general, like, check it out, like this is something that has like a lot of really good substance to it, there's a lot of fun characters, like you got Odo, who's like the big, like, chief of security and stuff, but he's like, this big, tall, like very stern, kind of old man-looking dude, but he's like the only member of his species, and he basically turns into Goop like he's basically like this big goo man, but he turns into like a human shaped dude so he can like fit in more. Basically, I think was the idea. Um But he's got a kind of a fun personality. He's very like stern and straightforward, and he, he just he's uh I don't know. He, he doesn't have a whole lot of time for BS or anything else. But he's uh he, he's he's an interesting character. And like you also have, of course, you got to talk about DS nine. You got to talk about Quark quark is great he's uh ferengi which if you know anything about star trek they're basically greedy hyper capitalist space goblins that are like they just fucking love making money and like ripping people off basically uh and quark is no different he's just he's basically the one who runs like this bar and casino and the promenade of the of the station and he's he's just kind of this big troublemaker but it's shit like that it's a lot of fun and i would very strongly recommended.
1: Okay. Sounds like a pretty solid recommendation. Uh I have seen a, like a lot of good things from Star uh Star Trek. Yeah, whether it be like the older shows or the
0: newer stuff that they've made. Yeah, it's it's a classic and I think it rides the line of like it's definitely very mainstream. And I'm sure I'm talking at an audience that's like, well, yeah, we, we know about Star Trek, but there's definitely I I find nowadays like I don't know, there's none it's it's an old enough show that i feel like especially deep space nine in particular it's it's worth shouting out it's not one that gets brought up as much and i I think it's one that people should should really give a give a watch to if they haven't it's all on netflix right now oh yeah It's, it's it's all
1: on there so if you have a subscription definitely check her out
0: yeah but i think speaking of out i think we're gonna be on our way out because it's the end of the episode Oh, it is, but before we go, we do
1: have to say a big thank you to our buddy Blackbird Bell, aka Zoo, for letting us use his music as our intro and outro music.
0: For sure. Go check him out. Give him some love. Bandcamp, Spotify, SoundCloud. He's on Twitter, too. Check him out. Check out Microcosm, his newest album. It's pretty dope. Definitely recommend it. He's killing it. Our boy Zoo. We love him out here. Um... Yeah, yeah, I'm on Twitter, Twitter. too. Oh. Yeah, at Bigby the Wizard. Come check me out. Say hi. I do some arts here and there, and starting to do more art lately. That's been nice.
1: Yeah, I gotta get back on the draw streams with Moose over on Twitch oh, TV.
0: Eventually. Yeah, we we want to draw. We haven't been on in a while, um, but hopefully that'll be changing soon. Um, as I eventually gradually become less busy in my day to day but with that I've been Big B. oh sorry I've been beast <laughs> what, what happened
1: I, I, I'm not gonna lie I just completely zoned out for a sec
0: you know it's okay it happens but we're gonna zone in here now because this is the end of episode 47 almost at 46 Aha. 47 of balcony banter
1: thank you very much ladies and gentlemen for joining us again
0: see y'all next week
1: yeah see you late next week